and welcome back to Take One, the podcast that brings you just one, just one wise page of Talmud every day. What is wisdom? Well, in today's page, the Talmud tells us exactly what it thinks. From here, the sages stated, silence is fitting for the wise, and a fortiori, the same is true for fools. In the case under discussion, had neither side appointed the other to slaughter the Paschal Lamb on its behalf, both offerings would be valid and would be consumed. When each side appointed the other to slaughter the Paschal Lamb on its behalf, only the first one slaughtered may be eaten while the second one must be burned. This is as it is stated, even a fool, when he holds his peace, is considered wise. And he that shuts his lips is esteemed as a man of understanding. As someone who spends his entire life being paid to have opinions, let me tell you, that last sentence stings a little bit. So I called for advice. My friend, my colleague, the one, the only, the editor of Commentary Magazine, the film critic for the Washington Free Beacon, the columnist for the New York Post, the host of one of the very few podcasts I listen to religiously. Welcome to the show. Mr. John Podhortz. Rabbi John Podhortz, I should say. Uh, if, if only. Yeah, well, thank you. My father-in-law is a rabbi, so I can, I'm can. i claiming some form of familial wisdom that I do not myself possess. In my book, you have all of it, even though the Talmud looks at both of us, chatterers, and reminds us again that silence is fitting for the wise. Tell me, do you find any merit in this? Are there moments in which you wish your profession wasn't to professionally have opinions? Well, I, I think that the sheer number of opinions that are expressed in the United States, maybe in the world, but certainly in the United States now in 2021, dwarfs any comparable number either absolutely or relatively in any other civilization at any point <laughs> in history. So it's not just us, Liel. It's the entire world not only is encouraged to express its opinion, but has innumerable, almost infinite outlets in which to do so. Therefore, the expression of opinion is now among the cheapest commodities on earth, whereas I think once upon a time, it was far more valuable because people took the expression of opinion far more seriously and felt that their reputations, their standing in the community, their very worth as a human being was on the line every time they did so. And it was therefore far more grave to deliver yourself of a view about the world than it is now when you can do it and then you can delete your tweet 10 seconds later if you bethink yourself. Is there any way for us in the spirit of our forefathers, the wise old rabbis, to dig ourselves out of this inflation of opinion? I don't think so. History will dig us out in the sense that, you know, there's so much of it that it will all simply evanesce and no one will remember any of it the way nobody remembers anything. I mean, we know that we have this, you know, experience of being reminded that some significant event that seems central to our existences happened three weeks ago, and then you think, well, my God, I thought that was like five years ago, because everything punctuates everything. In a 24-hour period, there are 10, 12, 14 news cycles and momentary outrages and blips and, and things like that. And even people like us who make our livings trying to remember and put everything into a kind of context or organize it into an understandable through line, can't even remember what happened. Like there were these two stories this week about Smith College, one about 
someone quitting Smith College because of uh, racial politics and then a sort of an outrage done at Smith College by a student to workers at Smith College whom she falsely accused of having racially profiled her. And then you can't remember when, which happened, what, what were the names of the people, was something now, or was it two, three, three years ago? And and just sort of trying to recount it to someone, it's like, did you see that article about X? And then you can't remember any of the details because there are just too many details. So history is going to smooth all this out by basically discarding 99% of everything that we pay attention to and pretending that it really doesn't matter very much. With that very wise insight at heart, do you sometimes wake up in the morning, as I know I do, thinking like, ah, oh, man, does anything I'm going to do today really matter? If one doesn't have those thoughts, particularly if, if one does what we do, there would be no check on our arrogance, would there? I mean, <laughs> you know, we have to be our own slave walking uh, beside Caesar or whoever saying, Caesar, thou art mortal. Simply again, because we have the uncommon privilege and benefit of having essentially access to vehicles that will allow us to express our opinions and retell them to as many people as can see them for monetary compensation, right? A lot of other people don't have that benefit. And the notion that what you should do should be creditable or meaningful is maybe the only discipline that we face. So many people don't really have that at all. Amen, Sela. That is very true. And another potential good check on hyperinflated opinions. John Podhortz, thank you so much for being our guest. A pleasure. This has been Take One, a production of Tablet Studios. If you enjoy this show, and I hope you do, please go and rate and review us on iTunes or whatever platform you use to listen to podcasts. Each week, we'll be releasing new episodes Monday through Friday, covering the entire weekly portion of Dafyomi. I'm your host, Leah Leibowitz, and our producers are Josh Cross, Sarah Fredman-Ader, and Robert Scarmuccia. For more information, go to tabletmag.com slash takeone or email us at takeone at tabletmag.com. You could find us on Twitter at takeonedafyomi or join our Facebook group by searching for Take One Podcast. I hope we've made your day a little bit more Talmudic, and we'll see you again soon.